Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Billboard on Broadway podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Milzoff, senior editor at Billboard and Broadway expert here. I'm taping this episode right before the Tonys. Very exciting. So before we talk about this week, I want to say everyone should watch the Tonys on June 11th. And if you feel like you need to do some preparation beforehand, why not look at some old episodes of Billboard on Broadway? Uh, I've been so thrilled to talk to many of the nominees this year, including from some of the most exciting shows like Dear Evan Hansen, The Comet, Uh, come from away. So totally encourage everyone to dig into the not all that deep Billboard on Broadway archives uh, and check out some of the cool musical theater people we've spoken to this season. But right now, uh, I'm going to turn your attention to a show that actually won a whole bunch of Tonys back in 2013. um, And that's Kinky Boots. Uh, I remember when this show opened, I had seen the British movie from 2005 that it was based on and was like, hmm, how is this going to work as a musical? Um, It's the story of this guy, Charlie. He's the son of a shoe factory owner who inherits his dad's factory, doesn't really want to own it, then meets a charismatic drag queen named Lola, who convinces him that he can get it up and running again by making the boots of the title for men. Uh, did not seem like natural musical theater fare necessarily, but it turns out to not only work, but become a runaway hit. And probably now the greatest example lately of how a current pop songwriter can find success on Broadway. Cindy Lauper wrote the music and lyrics, all of which totally sound like Cindy Lauper, uh, ranging from club numbers that make you want to dance in your seat to the kind of, you know, beautifully spare affecting ballads that uh, call to mind time after time and true colors. She ended up winning a Tony. Uh, She was the first woman to do so on her own in that category. Uh, Now, it's just announced that she's going to be working on, hopefully, a musical of Working Girl. Um, And obviously, Kinky Boots is still going strong, uh, especially now because it has a new star in Panic at the Disco frontman, Brendan Urie, who is making his Broadway debut in the role of Charlie, uh, the shoe factory owner's son. It really is perfect casting, if you think about it. Uh, With Panic, Brendan is known for, you know, he has this soaring voice. He has a natural sense of theater on stage. Um, And actually, if you go to billboard.com slash Broadway, you can see a recent performance he did in our office of his big second act number, Soul of a Man. Uh, He sounds amazing. Uh, So Brendan came to the office recently with his Lola, the very charismatic uh, J. Harrison G. And we had a really fun time uh, talking about Cindy's music, uh, Brendan's own longtime love of musical theater, and a whole lot more. Because I'll never be the soul of a man, noble and wise like the soul of a man who lifted me high like the soul of a man heroic and true like the soul of a man that i looked up to what else could i do we should start the podcast with our building chord again Mm-hmm. I like it. It's like an acid fusion. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Amazing. 
Well, I'm so happy to talk to both of you. I've I've seen Kinky Boots twice already, and I have a feeling I'm now going to be going a third time. Um, <laughs> I'm very deep in the Kinky Boots world. Oh yeah. Um, but this is such a great show, and to me, like such a perfect example of how the pop and musical theater worlds can really meld wonderfully when the right people are involved. Um, so tell me, what? How did you first? both hear and see the show and what were your like first impressions I first heard of the show when it uh, had uh, casting notices out in Playbill for original readings and workshops of it years ago um, and then I've kind of been one degree of separation from the show since then and then the first time I saw it was three years ago before I auditioned to be on the national tour mm-hmm. um, and then I booked the national tour as a swing and a Lola understudy did that for a year, then re-auditioned, took over as Lola full-time on the road for a year and a half, and now I'm here on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, like, sidebars that I want to know what the world of Lola understudies is like. There has to be, like, such a community now of, like, people who have played Lola, people who know how to play Lola. Yeah, like. it's a small community. It's only uh, maybe 20 of us in the world. <laughs> And like it's a it's a special family to be one of the Lola girls. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. would imagine so. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. For me, I I first heard of the play about three years ago. Uh, a friend had given me the soundtrack. It was like you got to listen to this because I was just a fan of you know other plays at the time. And so listening to that, I was like, oh okay, I love this. This is Cindy just writing amazing stuff. And I I hadn't seen the play yet. So finally, I think a couple months after that, I was invited by the producers and they said, yeah, we'd like to just to come see the play. I said, absolutely, I would love to. So after seeing it, we met afterwards and they were like, would you like to be a part of the family, the Kinky Boots family? I said, in any capacity, if I could, I'll get the waters, I will polish the boots, I will usher people, whatever I can do to be a part of this, the energy is too amazing, I would love to do that. So so that's really where it began and then, yeah, just the rehearsals lately have just been phenomenal. So it's it's wilder than I could have ever expected. And tomorrow is your first performance, Tomorrow's my right? first, yeah. Yes. The, yeah. And you're both Broadway debuts. Yeah, this yes. is yeah, my first Broadway show. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's exciting. Well, you would be a really rad theater usher. I would like to see that happen. <laughs> I'm um, good. I get people uh, butts in the seats. I get butts in the seats. <laughs> so you've had very different paths to Broadway, but I feel like you both have theatrical backgrounds in your ways. And Jay, you have some background in the drag world, yeah. am I right? That yeah. I need to hear all about. <laughs> and Brendan, I feel like theatricality is just like part and parcel of who you are on stage. So I was curious to hear, you know, like how were musicals part of your own sort of like pop cultural formation as artists? Were you big musical fans growing up? Is this more of a recent discovery for both of you? Or um, Musicals have always kind of been a part of my life. And it wasn't until I was in high school that I realized that it was a, a career and a thing that was possible. Um, my first memory of musicals was watching a video of Porgy and Bess and I was like six years old and I watched it incessantly. That is heavy for a six year old. But I loved it for whatever reason. It was just like these people who were just singing their hearts out and I loved it. I was obsessed with it. Um, and I always wanted to be sport in life, but I didn't realize at the time that what he was doing. Okay. So I was like, ooh. Um, now I get it. Um, and then I did my first production in 10th grade and I was the tin man in the whiz. And I was like, oh, this is this is it. I like this. This is great. Uh-huh. Um, I still have people calling me the tin man from home. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, musicals have kind of, you know, made their way into my life and now it's consumed me and I love it. Yeah. 
And what about for you? Natural. Um, yeah, I've, I grew up watching musicals. My mom, my family's very musical, so it was celebrated, you know. And those were the movies um, we weren't allowed to turn on TV on Sundays. It was like, you know, nice Sabbath. So <laughs> the only thing I was allowed to watch, I was allowed to watch musicals. My mom said, that's good. You know, it's, it's rejoicing and all this stuff. So so I was I would constantly watch Sound of Music, Seven Brides of Seven Brothers, Oklahoma, West Side Story, like classics that my mom introduced me to. Um, and I just fell in love. Like, I don't... I don't think I realized at the time how much of an appreciation I had until I got older, started to realize, wow, this has consumed a big portion of my life. Um, I can't even deny it. I just have such a love and an affinity for this whole world. Um, but I had never tried theater. In, in high school, I joined like stagecraft just because it was like a bullcrap class. I just wanted to do whatever. I was building the sets and stuff and you know smoke breaks and stuff. So <laughs> it, was, it was more just in the back of my mind. I knew I wanted to pursue um, some type of theater. And Panic, my, my band, it just ended up being that. You know, I took the, those ideas and put them into production and we built a show and it was just fun to do. Um, but doing this, it's, it's it's such a different energy and it's such a different task to take on. It's so amazing. I didn't even realize. <laughs> well, I, but now that I'm thinking of West Side Story, I feel like you could yeah. be a very good riff. Oh, yeah? Oh, absolutely. I can, can you see him doing riff? Oh. <laughs> Look at him. He's snapping already. Listen, you've got a new career, musical theater. Yes. He's doing it. I want to see him snapping I'm in, guys. I'm in. <laughs> And tell me a little bit about your drag background and how that informs this character for you. Um, I've been doing drag for about six years. Uh, my personal drag name is Crystal Demure. Good name, um, good name. <laughs> and it came from, I the first time I was introduced to doing drag was my last semester of school. My acting teacher had us audition a scene where he wanted me to play a female wrestler. And it was the the same year that Drag Race came out, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, so I was using Is that there as... any other Drag Race? <laughs> I mean, there's it's something with cars and something or whatever, but who cares? No, um, this is the only one that matters. <laughs> but um, I started using that as a character study, uh, and then I got obsessed. And I was like playing with it while I was working in Tokyo. Uh, I would go to my apartment and play in makeup, and my friends were like, you have to do this, like, as a thing when you get back to New York. And I was like, whatever. And so I was like... Came back to New York, did some drag competitions, and then I won my own show, and I was doing cabarets and hosting events and parties and special events, and it's been, I always called it my side hustle, but my side hustle has now helped me be on Broadway, so um, it's been so fun, and it's a creative outlet. As an actor, you're often put into roles where you have to fit into a certain character and you have certain parameters, but as a drag queen, I'm my own creative team. I can be my producer. I, I style my hair. I make my costumes. I do it all. And I can make Crystal be whatever I want her to be. And that's what's so fun about it. And I get to affect people while I do it. Because you don't expect a 6'4 black man to be such a beautiful and entertaining person. <laughs> He's gorgeous. I don't way. know. Well, now that I see you, it's like easy to believe. Um, <laughs> but like, I can't even imagine what you're like in the boots. Are you mm. like? I'm close to seven feet. <laughs> yeah. With the hair and everything, it's, oh it's a lot. Oh my God. The two of you, it must be a funny Oh, it's, it's hilarious. Picture. I'm 5'8". So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking about like in drag, you're inhabiting a character, you're creating a character. And that's much like what you do on stage, you know, mm. with Panic. Sure. And I, I wonder if you found that sort of an analogous experience to being on a Broadway stage. Because I think sometimes coming from the pop world to Broadway, it can be a very different experience. Absolutely. But. Yeah, yeah. There's, there are, uh, you know, through lines that are, there's like linear portions. I 
you know, like for certain songs uh, in the studio and on stage, I do play a persona sometimes, you know, um, certain stuff when like a video is playing and, and you play a character and you're saying a certain line, there is a different kind of effect to ha be had for the crowd. Um, so that, I guess, kind of rolled into this, but it's so different on Broadway. You, I mean, you, I'm always playing this character because, you know, for my band, I can break out and just be me and say whatever. And, you know, I don't have any dialogue that's scripted. It's just all improv, you know, whatever. Point out some kid. It was, that's great, whatever. It's very free flowing. And this one, yeah, I mean, you have things you have to do, but there's still a similar energy to that. But it's it's so, um, God, I don't even know how to put it. It's, it's so bizarre in the best way. Um, <laughs> playing this character and and knowing that I'm playing the character but then after a while forgetting and going wait what just happened I just did a scene what like it's <laughs> you lose yourself in that moment yeah, it's really yeah. it's really exciting I love that now completely <laughs> well we should talk about Cindy's music a bit oh, yeah. because this is um so many of these songs you I sit there taking a step back and being like oh yeah only mm -hmm. she could have written this mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit. What do you think is so Cindy about it? Like, are there certain songs that really stand out to you as like this is so indicative of what a great songwriter she is or her voice? Uh, the variety of this show it, it really covers a genre of of styles and the inspiration they pulled. Um, I know Land of Lola is inspired by Sylvester and like the funk and the feel of it and the drive of it is so fun and uh, this music I've been doing the show now for two and a half years and I still set it as my like alarm to wake up in the morning <laughs> and it's it's still fun and it it still makes up. me smile and it's. It'll be timeless. It's music that even when you pull it out of the show, it can stand on its own and be effective. Mm -hmm. And that's what's amazing about it. Completely. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I mean, yeah, there's moments too, like um, for music fans, especially, you'll hear, you know, the influences. Like you were saying, inspired by Sylvester, you have you have moments where you hear a, a production value and you go, oh, that's time after time. Or that's, oh, okay, she was trying to write a Mott the Hoople song or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's like those kind of influences. It's really fun. To, to hear that stuff um, and then have it kind of push that uh, energy and that vibe further into what that song is about. It's really, really special. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I think that Not My Father's Son especially is just like time after time to me. Oh, yeah. It's just like you're sitting, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's such a beautiful melody and by the end you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I know. All the feels. Really, all the feels, <laughs> all gutted. The feels. And I think that's what's also amazing is a lot of audiences don't know what they're getting into coming into Kinky Boots mm -hmm. and they, it, that's what they say at the stage or they're like, I didn't expect to cry and I didn't expect to have all these feelings. And you're like, well, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> you're welcome. No, I Absolutely. think that was me the first time I saw yeah. it. I was like, oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've heard, I feel like over the years, I've heard a lot of stories of like, there are all these guys who you don't expect to be like the guys at Kinky Boots who are like the ones sobbing yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're up dancing and clapping. And you're like, okay. And those yeah, are, yeah, yeah. even to this day, I will, I will catch a couple and you'll see the husband and he's more excited than the wife. And you're like, oh, you really did get it. Or you learned something today. And yeah. it's amazing to see. No, you feel a little better about the world when you leave, which is mm. a nice thing these days. Yeah. Um, I think that particularly for your two parts together, it's so much about the chemistry you have on stage. And I think that, uh, you know, you both have sort of rock star moments of your own, many of them for you. Um, <laughs> but I'm struck by how like the show never feels like it's only about Lola and it could very well feel that way. It yeah. really feels yeah. like it's about the bond between the two of you. So I was just curious to hear a little bit about that and how the two of you have, you know, made this chemistry happen so quickly. <laughs> and it, it is, it's a, 
a supporting relationship uh, because it's Charlie's story and Lola is there to help drive it and like to to hold it up and and push it along. And uh, one of the things Jerry Mitchell mentioned to us a long time ago was all of us are playing these roles for a reason because we are a part of this role. We uh, there is a part of us that really connects with it. And so when you put a Lola and a Charlie together, it doesn't matter where they're from. They will find their chemistry, which is, excuse me, which is so amazing. Because right now I'm working with uh, Killian, who was the original uh, Charlie on the West End. And, you know, he had been doing it for a year over there. And then, like, he came here and did it with so many Lolas. And we found our chemistry. And working with Brendan is, like, we just, like, goof off and have the best time together. (laughs) That's very true. And we're just like, (laughs) yeah. Like, it just, the chemistry just happens. And it's amazing to be able to find it so quickly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, Yeah. And like you said, I think, yeah, I mean, it it may be Charlie's story about trying to find himself, um, but they have so many similarities. I mean, with Not My Father's Son, they realize at that moment, we're not different at all. Um, It's not what you wear. It's not who you're attracted to. It's, we both have these issues, you know, that we, it's the exact same thing. We're going through the same things. We understand each other now, but Lola is the glue that holds the entire company together. You know, it's just, it couldn't happen without Lola. I mean, she's the star. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Has Cindy worked with the two of you at all or? In like in, what? In, in like on the show or have you met her? Oh no, like, I've, I've met her for the first time a couple days ago. Oh wow. Um, at, we had brunch and she walked in and just gave me the biggest hug. It was just, I'm so sorry I'm late. And it was just, she's phenomenal. She's the coolest person ever. Yeah, she's so sweet. Um, I had a lot of experiences with her in original rehearsals for tour mm-hmm. um, and got, a, got to see her, you know, working with the company and taking notes from her interactions with everyone. And she's, yeah, amazing. She's, it's funny to me that she actually sounds the way she sounds in oh, real yeah. life. I've yeah. interviewed her before and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, you're like, Cindy Lauper is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is some serious singing for both of you, and I would imagine that I don't know how you take care of your voice on the road, and I don't know if Broadway is harder or like easier in any way. Like, mm-hmm. how do you keep it going? Because these are both very physical roles too. Like, how mm-hmm. do you keep it going night after night? Like, how have you learned to kind of take care of your voice? I learned a lot of it on the road, uh, and this is the first time I've. This is the first show I've ever had to do eight times a week. Um, and being on the road taught me a lot, especially with acclimating to different climates and different situations and different theaters. Um, but it's all a matter of, of trusting your body and allowing it to, to and giving it what it needs. Um, eight times a week is a lot, but yeah. Yeah. The schedule, it's so different, you know, cause I've toured now for over a decade and it's, it's, I've got like a rhythm, you know, I've, I do my thing. I have my, my warmups and my routine, but, um, you know, it's it's so different in the way that on tour with my band, I sing, you know, we have a 90 minute show and I'm singing 98% of the stuff. You know, there's not a lot of backups. There's not a lot of, you know, free moments. And this one I'm singing around, I think, like eight songs. Um, and, you know, they're kind of intermittent. So, they're, they're, you know, there's dialogue, there's a scene, then you're singing and it's helping build. But like, like Jay says, you're trusting your body because you're going through so many emotions and there's so many dynamics and ebbs and flows that when you hit that moment and you stomp your foot on the ground, you're like, here I am. Let's, you know, you just got to jump into it. And it's, it's wild. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will not say it's easy. (laughs) It's definitely a challenge. What's amazing also is once the show is in your body, it's in your body. Like there are a lot of days you may wake up and you'll be like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to get this out today. (laughs) But as, as soon as you step on that stage and in the light, somehow it's like, it's there and you know how to find it and you just maneuver through that show and that day 
It just might be a little harder than you usually do, but like (laughs) you find it. Yeah. I just can't imagine because there are so many like full out almost like gospel moments for you and like you're like wailing a lot too. (laughs) And I don't know like how, like I'm just always like, is there going to be a day when like the one note doesn't come out or like do you ever feel like that? Very possible. Uh, Very possible. But you like you said, gospel moments for me. I grew up in church. My father's a pastor. So it's like. I've been singing since I came out of my mother. Like they spanked <laughs> me. And I, I didn't cry. Yeah. There are pictures of me like at three leading praise and worship at church. Just like, let's do. So I've been doing this for a while. Um, but yeah, I've definitely, you have to take care of yourself, do the things, the tea every now and then and the mm-hmm. steaming and the warming up and the cooling down and just taking care of yourself physically is what's important. Mm-hmm. I only recently, I discovered throat coat, which I know is like, it's the best thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. put a little honey in I it, thought it was sing a, a saving grace. I thought it was only for Broadway people, but <laughs> no, for normal people everywhere. too. Yeah. They sell it at Whole Foods. They do sell it at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest discovery of the coat anyone's year. throat, it's yeah. beautiful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is I mean Brendan is this similar to being in a band for you I would think I mean the show um, in particular Yeah I mean it's honestly like <laughs> when you when you're on tour in terms of the crew and the cast uh there's like less jaded I don't and I don't know if it's if it's just this company I feel like it is you know cuz Kinky Boots for some reason I, that's what attracted me to it there was an energy that I hadn't felt and I'd been to a couple other plays that I it was such an intense emotion just this fire in my chest I was like I don't know how to describe this really it's it's unlike anything i've ever felt but i i do love how easy it was to join in and how welcoming everyone was that kind of blew me away i was so nervous you know so terrified which initially was why i wanted to do this you know it's like i love jumping in you know blindfolded and just what's i don't know what's going to happen i'm curious i'm very very curious so being a part of this has completely changed um the way i was going to going to approach it i think i was terrified and now i'm just so excited to see what happens and like jay says it's like you can prepare as much as you want you know have those days where you're a little tired but you step out on the stage and that energy is real and you're just yep this is I, I have it. Muscle memory. We're good. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Kinky boots is a, it's it really it's like you said when they said to you, "Do you want to join the family?" It is a family, yeah. and like I said before, no matter where you go in the world with this production, you will feel you know these people. I, I saw the West End opening uh, of the show, and I knew all of those people. We mm-hmm. acted like we were best friends, and I had never met these people, <laughs> but they are a part of the Kinky Boots family, and it's such a special show, and like I said, we're all these characters, and we live these lives, and we're just like, yeah, come on into the fold. It's great. Like, welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Beautiful. Amazing. Well, thank you both so much for coming. This is fantastic. Thank you. I'm thank excited you. to see you, I hope. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked. Is this the first time you've ever been approached for a Broadway show? Um, yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, this is the first, well, because I had, uh, I mean, I had talked to a couple of the people. They're like, you should write a play. I actually had a fan send me a script a couple of years back. It was like, I wrote a play based on your albums that you have now. I was like, wow, that's uh. amazing. I read it. It was like, this is really good. I don't ha- I don't know anybody in Broadway yet, but I- I'm sure <laughs> well, if I did. now you do. Now I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't really, uh, I hadn't really done anything like that before. I've been approached about it. That's crazy. But I, I, I feel it. like when we all heard about it, we were like, this makes so much sense. And then for a minute, <laughs> we were like, is he playing Lola? And then we're like, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, 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 was, 
I want to see Brendan as a I like being looked at. I thought I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Oh, God. Nah. I mean, but look at him. He looks like a Charlie. I'm a Charlie. You are. You're a little Charlie. Charlie, But like, do you on the inside really want to be a Lola? I mean, who doesn't want to be Lola? When you leave the show, you want to be Lola. Like, absolutely. You go, oh, we respect it. Charlie came back. You know, it's great. But we want to be Lola. Like, everybody wants to be Lola. That's for sure. Like, he's okay. But let's shift our Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're fine, Charlie. Oh, my God. Lola, you're the best. Amazing. Yeah. Cool, thanks you guys. Kinky Boots is running at the Al Hirschfeld Theater on Broadway right now, and Brendan will be in the show through August 6th. Again, highly recommend seeing him in it. Um, And uh, as usual, if you like Billboard on Broadway, please give us some nice stars, some nice reviews on iTunes. Uh, You can always go to billboard.com slash Broadway to see our continuing Broadway coverage during and long after the Tonys. And we'll hope to see you next week, post-Tonys. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.